welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. Today I want to talk about the gremlin, that little annoying voice in our head that creeps up and holds us back from doing some cool kick-ass stuff that we know we have it in us to do. But then, ooh, the fear comes in, the gremlin starts talking, and we hold back. It's also important to note that this episode was highly inspired by one of my listeners who, his comments just touched my heart. And thank you so much for the nice comments, Scott. Um, he calls his podcast life-changing. Thank you very much for that. That means the world to me because honestly, I am doing my very best to make sure that I bring you quality content and things that really help you move one step further, one step ahead of where you are. It's just, you know, we're all walking each other home one step at a time, and let's do it in a most meaningful way, in a way that makes sense. So that's what I'm here to, to help you with and hopefully inspire you. So here's what Scott said uh, in response to my recent episode where I talk about how to stay on track when shiny new things come up. Scott said, how do I channel this creativity to sustainability? And kill the traditional outmoded voices that keep popping up saying, that will never work. You have to be logical and responsible by the book. You know, the old school idea of success. So this was a message he posted yesterday on my Instagram account. And as soon as I saw it and read it, I'm like, oh, my friend Scott, he nailed it. And He's not the only one who feels like that. I I hear it in my clients often. I hear it in the community. I see it in other people's posts when it comes to ADHD and creativity and, you know, wanting to go into that next level of, I, I just want to burst this bubble and go to the next level. But what if, what if, right? So before I get into it, I want to read a poem for you. Imagine the gremlin was talking, that little annoying voice in the head, which, you know, sometimes there's a purpose for that. But regardless, let me read you this poem. I am fear. I am the menace that lurks in the paths of life, never visible to the eye, but sharply felt in the heart. I am the father of despair, the brother of procrastination, the enemy of progress, born of ignorance and nursed on misguided thought. I have darkened more hopes, stifled more ambitions, shattered more ideals, and prevented more accomplishments than history could record. Like the changing chameleon, I assume many disguises. I masquerade as caution. I am sometimes known as doubt or worry, but whatever I am called, I am still fear, the obstacle of achievement. I know no master but one. Its name is understanding. I have no power but what the human mind gives me, and I vanish completely when the light of understanding reveals the facts as they really are, for I am really nothing." This was written by Lou Tice, and essentially, it's the gremlin 
And when I heard this the very first time and saw this poem, I was like, holy cow, this is exactly what is going on in my head when I'm, you know, wanting to just not do what I'm supposed to be doing truly in my heart of hearts. So here's the thing, my friends, here's where I say the hell with the gremlin. But at the same time, I say, what is it really trying to tell me? So there's two sides to this, right? The gremlin shows up at times to protect us, to make us feel safe, because essentially that's why it was created in the first place. Research and psychologists say that the gremlin was created in our mind before the age of eight. So something traumatic happened and our mind just went into this other place and said, I'm just going to try to distance you from this situation. And, and there was the gremlin, it was born. And it was there to protect you, to make you feel safe of that traumatic situation, that, that really hard time that you went through as a child because your brain was still developing and you, your logic was still developing. And it really didn't know how to do all of these emotions. So here comes the gremlin. Now, what I do with my clients is we work with gremlin to really understand what its purpose is now at this age, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s. As an adult, the gremlin should have a new role, a new job. So there are a few processes that I go through with my clients in really understanding what the new job should be. Why was it there to begin with? What is it really trying to say? And what were the things that have been kind of suppressed down and not resolved yet? And I'm not talking therapy here, people. I'm no therapist. I, I don't claim to be one. But through my professional coach training, there's tools that, that I've learned along the way that help us really go in and understand what is it about our brain, really that neurology of ADHD that could get in the way of us tapping into our unleashed, you know, inner genius. And then some of it is differentiating that maybe it's not ADHD, maybe it's the beliefs that that we have, you know, grown up with, that we were raised with, that were implanted in us as children. And that's how we've been going along all this way, right? So in a book by Nancy Klein, Time to Think, she talks about some of the assumptions that people tend to make. She essentially says there are three things, facts, possible facts, bedrock assumptions. So facts are things that are objective, obvious statements one cannot dispute, okay? Possible facts are thoughts usually about events or circumstances or possibly about what others might say or do. They're not definite. So that's possible facts. And then the bedrock assumptions, and this is, I think, where the gremlin comes in, is subjective beliefs and attitudes that were formed through our lives, which we never question. Some are about self and others are about how life works. So why is it important to say this to you when it comes to the gremlin stuff and that inner critic that holds us back? It's important to know this because there is a point where you want to make a decision, a big decision, be it changing careers, be it 
leaving the nine to five and going into the creative side and, and being your own boss and doing your own thing and all of that good stuff. But how do you do it? How do you differentiate between, well, is this my assumption or is this really truly a fact? A couple of things I like to say in this that are first, when this gremlin is coming up, you got to pay attention to it. What is it trying to tell you? What have you not resolved yet? So there's some unresolved shit that you need to work through, my friends, with all due respect. And these unresolved things could be the old beliefs that, you know, work hard and work for that pension. And I I was in that that place where I worked for an organization for 14 years. And, and when I resigned abruptly, you know, my family was like, oh my God, what about your pension? What about that? And at that time, I had just came out of recovering from cancer. And for me, I didn't know if my cancer was going to come back again or whatever. So I really didn't feel like staying a few extra years just to get a pension. Because what was important for me was I experienced death and was, you know, one foot over there. So who cares about the pension? I need to make sure that I live the best life for the, as long as that I have on this planet. And thank God that was 10 years ago and I'm still here and count my blessings every day for that. But had I stayed and stuck to the traditional belief of stay, being the same nine to five, don't, don't go out of your comfort zone, all of that. What if, what if, right? Like for me, it's like, what if you did take that leap of faith? What's the worst that could happen? Now, granted, when I resigned, I'll tell you, I wanted to go do my own thing. I was like, I know enough about marketing. I've been doing it for so long and I'm going to go have my own agency. And when I said that, it shook me to my core and it shook me to my core because I was like, holy shit, that means having structure. That means I have to motivate myself to wake myself up in the morning because if there's nothing going on, I like to sleep in. And it, it means a whole lot of things. What if others are doing it better than me? And, and all of this stuff came in. So with that, I said, okay, forget it. I'll just go to the next organization. And luckily, I did get the next gig in a different company. Now, here's the difference, though. Even though I took that leap of faith and went back into another nine to five, what I wanted to make sure that it was on my terms, that the next nine to five was going to be something that was suited for the way I am. A, that I had some sort of work-life balance where I could be able to take care of my body because I was still in recovery from cancer and that they paid me the money that I deserved. And for the longest time, that was kind of a, it was a sore spot for me in the previous organization where I thought, you know, I'd like to be paid more. I think I'm worth more, but for whatever reason that didn't happen. So with the next organization, I really wanted to make sure that I stood up for myself, that I knew what my worth was, what my value was, what I was bringing in and that they saw it too. So I went from... I can't remember the numbers now, but I can tell you that the next company I went into was I started to make six figures. 
And I wasn't making six figures in the one before. And when I went in, I said, this is who I am. This is my roster of all the things I've done. And because I, and here's the thing, I had nothing to lose at this point. It was either they were going to hire me or they were not. And my fallback was worst case scenario. If I don't get the job that I want, that nine to five traditional thing, then okay, then I'll be forced into doing my digital agency stuff and I'll just do it. So luckily this organization that, that hired me saw the value in me and, and they saw what I was able to do. And it was the best time of my career it was at the peak of my career. I had an awesome team. I did some awesome, amazing stuff and earned the salary that I deserved. I was truly, truly at my peak of happiness and so forth. But here's the thing. There was an itch in there still that said, life is more than this. Life is better than this. There's got to be more meaning to life than working a nine to five. And great, I'm working with some amazing people, but in my heart of hearts, there was something still missing for me. So here's the thing. I worked with a coach and I learned to really understand the art of leadership. So that was my first introduction to coaching to really understand, ooh, when I start reflecting my thoughts with somebody else that understands how to create the safety net and this conversation, I can truly see what I'm really capable of. So I started making changes within my team, within myself, and off to the races we went. Fast forward to ADHD, because there was still a bit of an itch, even though I had a coach, even though I was doing awesome with my nine to five and I was happy and I was doing things, there was still something there. And after my diagnosis, I realized that, oh, it's not about self-help. It's not about positive thinking and, and motivation and all of that. There is still a piece, which was my brain wiring that I hadn't addressed. So you see, as I paint this picture for you, it's not about so much about one thing. It's, it's a combination of things. So understanding my beliefs, my assumptions, all of that, once I understood that and worked through that with a coach, then came the ADHD neurology. And when I transitioned from the corporate life into entrepreneurship and really pursuing what really mattered for me, which was this helping others understand their ADHD, I started to see the picture and all the dots connected. It's important to mention something though. Before I decided to become an ADHD coach or a leadership coach, I was going to go back to my original idea of launching a digital agency because I was good at that. I had done it for 20 years by then. And what came up again was, mm, is everybody doing it the same way? Well, why would I be any different? And how am I going to make money off of this? And there's the hustle and the grind and being a salesy kind of a person and all these things came up. I don't like to sell. It's my own agency. So all this icky feeling came back up again. Then I worked through it again with a coach. And this time I worked through a couple of things. I worked to understand what could get in the way of me parting from my nine to five 
to entrepreneurship. One of them was managing my impulsivity. One of them was managing my schedule. Uh, The other piece that could get in my way was the whole shiny new object syndrome would kick in and, and the financial side, because I had a tendency to spend a lot of money all the time and I had money, right? Like I was making good money. So there was that money that, that I just throw at things and that doesn't buy you happiness in no way, shape or form. So anyways, there was all of this stuff that from an ADHD perspective that could get in the way. And then there was a little bit of still the underlying of the beliefs, the assumptions that I was still making and sales is icky and I don't want to be that kind of a person and all of that stuff. So again, going back into the working process with the coach, I worked through those. The reason I talk about this and I bring up coaching in this particular case is this. You could either do all of this work on your own, listen to as many self-help tapes as possible, listen to my podcast all you want, and continue to keep reading and researching. It is only the only time that the shift truly happens in your brain is when you start doing it. And you know this, I'm not saying anything new, anything earth shattering, but what I believe in my heart of hearts is when you have somebody on your side, a professionally trained person that also understands the brain neurology, that can walk you through or walk with you through this new journey of transition, then it all starts to make sense. Now, here's the thing. As a coach, we don't tell you what to do. We don't give you advice. Well, those coaches that that certain hold, uh, hold certain standards, we try not to, to do that. I mean, the consulting piece, the advice piece, maybe once in a while, but most of the time, it's about reflecting back to you what you're saying and asking you really deep questions that you probably are scared to ask yourself. And then to have an audience to be able to listen to these thoughts that you're having, as you say them out loud, you start to see the pattern. You start to see where things are holding you back. And and here's one piece that I like to say. For me, what came up for me was fear of success. Because I'm not one to be scared of doing things, but what was holding me back was, what if I'm so freaking awesome that I won't be able to keep up with myself? And I I mean, I know it sounds egotistical, but that was the thing for me is fear of success. And then to be able to hold that momentum all the time, to to set that standard and, and live up to it all the time. So I worked through that fear with my coach. And here we are now. And for me, what I like to tell you is when it comes to that crossroads of what do I do with this creativity I have? Do I leave the nine to five? Do I stay in it? I would say assess a few things. Assess that have you really checked in your beliefs to see if they're factual or if there are a whole lot of assumptions and that gremlin poem, go back and listen to that again. It's so freaking powerful. What if it was that gremlin all this time, just talking, talking, talking. And can you give that gremlin 
a new set of roles and responsibilities because now you're a grown-ass person. So you can handle this. That gremlin, remember, was created in your childhood to protect you, to keep you safe. Now it's coming back again because it thinks it needs to protect you, but does it really? And then if that gremlin is there to protect you, listen to it. What, what are the flags that it's raising? And if those flags are things that you haven't addressed, do you have the courage to address those things? Because I know you do. It's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. But you have the courage to address those as well. Now, once you've done that, then you can reassess. Do you want to make the next leap? And now here's the thing. This is where the ADD kicks in and says, impulse, we got it. We're good to go. Let's do this. Let's pull the plug. You know, resign overnight and let's go into some sort of a new venture. And let's do this because we worked on our gremlin. We worked on our limiting beliefs. We're good. So when that impulse kicks in, then you slow down again. You do your checks and balances to make sure logically. So now you're tapping into your logic and seeing the financial statement in front of you. You're seeing your money management skills in front of you. You're seeing, can you really afford this at this point in your life? And what do you need to do to get there? So do you have, and this is the best advice I ever heard was, do you have six months of savings to live off of? in order to continue your next pursuit on your own. And I want to add that by saying, do you have a year and a half worth of savings? Because what happens is any kind of business, it takes about one to three years to really establish yourself. And I know your brain is going to say, oh, Kathy, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'll do it in less time than that. Well, good on you if you want to do that. But realistically, logically have that backup. As 80 years, we do have a tendency to throw money away and spend a lot of money up front when we get excited about something, buying the cool gadgets and this and that and the other. So be cautious of that to say, my logic now says, these are the things, these are the outcomes, this is what I have to work towards and work it backwards. Once you've got that in place, then check in again. What else is holding you back? And if, here's the last one that I'll say, if I were to wave a magic wand today and tomorrow you wake up and you're living that dream, are you ready for it? Are you truly, truly ready? And if you're not, my friend, there's some work to be done. So it's not about impulsivity. It's not about, I'm tired of this nine to five. I want to tap into my potential. It's about doing a little bit of the work to get yourself there. So I invite you to reduce the stress, the tension, the self-judgment, the guilt that comes with all of those thoughts and start planting the seeds, start building your pathway towards that dream. And here's the thing. Once you get there, there's going to be another dream and another dream and another dream. Welcome to life. It is what it is. And welcome to the ADHD brain that constantly wants to come up with new things, right? 
But once you build that foundation, you're good to go. You're solid. So I rambled on a bit. I went off tangent a little bit, but I hope uh, this episode planted a whole bunch of seeds for you as to what to do when you're in that place of contemplation of, do I let go of the nine to five and get into my creative side and start my own thing? Or do I stay with the nine to five and do it on the side? There are so many possibilities, my friend. There are so many ways to go about this, but there is also a way to go about it in a way that you don't burn bridges. You don't take irrational, you know, decisions. And most of all, don't do it alone. At this junction, this is where I would say hire someone professional and someone that knows this journey and that can walk with you so that you get to the other side of it. No successful entrepreneur professional takes these big leaps of faith on their own. They surround themselves with a network of supportive people around them that can really be there for them and help them get to the other side. So with that, until next time, keep on shining. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram on ADHD underscore Coach Kathy. And if you're listening to this episode and it is September 10, 11, I think is when it's going to get published. I do have one uh, slot open right now for coaching. I usually take on only five clients at a time. I am very picky about who I work with. I invite you to go on my website, readysetchoose.com and pick a date that works for you. Let's connect. Let's see if we're a fit to work together. Until next time, this is Coach Kathy. Oh, 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 oh,